This is Orange Nation, brought to you by Charles Heating and Air Conditioning with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. Seth Goldberg, Stephen Fonte with you up until 2 o'clock. And we kick off hour number two as we do it this time every Tuesday by bringing on the Hall of Famer, Floyd Little, brought to you every week by Drivers Village and by William Matar. Floyd, so much to get to you, uh, to, to get to uh, with you, uh, I should say. We'll, we'll save the SU football uh, for a moment, but uh, first of all, we didn't get a chance to talk to you last weekend. So congratulations on the induction into the Greater Syracuse. You Sports Hall of Fame. Let's let's start there. Uh, what was that night like for you to, to be able to come here and, and enjoy uh, being inducted into the into the Hall of Fame where you where you went to college? Well, it was fantastic. It was just sitting next to Stewie, of Brianna Stewart for the whole night, and one one down from Pat Killorn, and to see a lot of my teammates there that I didn't know was there until after the event. But at least ten of my my teammates were there, and. So many friends. It was just incredible. Ed Levine was there, and it's just it was just an unbelievable situation for me to enjoy. And then I got on a plane. That's why you missed me to go to Jacksonville to go to London uh, to watch the Jaguars play the Titans. Yeah, you so, know. You know, Floyd, seeing you there uh, last week, I, I noticed all night you were you were laughing and, and joking with Brianna Stewart. Uh, what, yeah. what what was that like, and what's that friendship like? I mean, it, that that seems pretty cool. <laughs> She's a piece of work. By goodness gracious, to be so young, to be so talented, and to have the kind of spirit she has. That's why she was such a great basketball player. She's just got a great spirit, a great heart, and very sociable and friendly and approachable. And she and I just told jokes and laughed and laughed. And uh, I really got to know her well. I hope to continue to, to be a fan of hers going forward. But uh, she's, she's one of us. She truly is one of us. And uh, just a likable person. So I did want to ask you about that trip to London as well. You were the uh, the special guest of Tom Coughlin as uh, you know the Jags went over to London to, to take on the Texans. Uh, tell us about that trip a little bit. What was that like in and uh, in, in your your time with the team and in time with uh, with you know Coach Marone and Coach Coughlin? Well, yeah, it was great. I mean, I was in Marone's office for a while. He has changed from the coach he was at Syracuse. He's mellowed out. And same as Tom. I mean, they're not the same. Uh, really hard pressing type coach and, and general manager. They they're really really great people to be around. The players love them. I was just it was unfortunate the players didn't step up and play for them. But uh, Doug is a change man, and so is Tom. I had dinner with Tom the night before. I haven't had dinner with Tom in 50 years. So uh, we had a nice visit, a nice laugh, nice talk. Uh, I really enjoyed the the trip over, which was 10 hours. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't win on the field or with him before the game. Talked to Leonard Fournette. He he saw me. First thing he said was, Floyd! Now, I can't imagine, uh, you know, other than meeting him on the field when LSU played uh, Syracuse. But to see Leonard and uh, embrace him and some of his teammates and Tony Baselli, which was the first first round draft pick who was from Colorado, and, and just to have everybody coming over me, coming over to me on the plane. Saying hello, that was just unbelievable. And they get a chance to talk to him a little bit about him. I took a picture with all the running backs in the locker room. It was just a great, a great visit. Did you get to go do any uh, any sightseeing, any any visiting around London? Well, I went to Harrods, and I didn't have enough money to buy anything in, there, in Harrods. <laughs> so I was looking for extra cash from all my friends because I finally got to Harrods. We had an opportunity to go in there and 
huge, huge store. Been in there before. But uh, just to get around downtown London and see the people. And it was enjoyable. I mean, the whole trip was enjoyable. Took the train in. Uh, the board knows trains and loves trains. So bought a pass, got on a train, went into London, and had a good time. What was the attendance like? And and do you like this initiative uh, from the NFL to, to try and play as many games as they can uh, over there in London? Yeah, I, I like it. It held uh, 90,000, and it was 86,000 oh, people wow. there. Okay. It was so funny because, you know, some people had on a, a, a Raider jersey and a, and, a, and a Patriots hat. They don't know how to right. how to dress for their team. I guess they don't have a real team, but they had a lot of people with different shirts on for one team, like the Jag team, and they, and they had a, and they had a Patriots hat or a Bronco shirt and a, and a, uh, uh, a Rams hat. I mean, it was funny, but... But they, they, the thing holds ninety thousand. They had eighty six thousand or more, and uh, it was really enjoyable to see the fans. I mean, they really come out to support it, and it's great. It's just a long ride over. But the fans in London, and there's a lot of people came from Canada, they came from the states to go to the game, and they do it every year. So it's it's a it's a great opportunity for us to get some exposure on a national basis, and and to have sixty, I mean, eighty, ninety thousand people come to a game. It's it's wonderful. Tongue with Floyd Little brought to you by Drivers Village and William Matar here on Orange Nation and and Floyd uh, getting to the Syracuse football part of a, a part of our chat. Uh, looking at that game on on Saturday, obviously you were busy. You were in London, but I, I'm sure you kind of saw what happened and kept tabs on it. Um, what what's kind of your reaction to to the way that game went on Saturday? Well, it's just like four hours difference. I was able to see the game. I mean, I was like depressed if, if you want to really know how we can be the kind of team we were a year ago, especially the way we played uh, against uh, West Virginia. And I've, I've said the last couple, three weeks, they're not having any fun. They've lost their, they've lost their touch. They lost their enthusiasm. They lost their spirit. They lost their edge. They lost their leadership. And they're not playing uh, like a team that we saw last year, especially defensively. You can't give up 700 yards you can't give up 400 yards to, to a couple of running backs. You just can't do that. You can't make the kind of mistakes. They're not happy. They're not playing well. They're making mistakes. They're doing things that uh, are fundamental things that they shouldn't be doing at this late stage of, of the season. And I said it three weeks ago to you guys. They, they're not having any fun. They got Here's what they need to do. The worst thing in the world is to lose before a bye week. Because that whole week is messed up. A bye week is to enjoy, to get caught up, to get healed up, uh, take a couple extra days off. That's what a bye week is for. This bye week is concerned, concerned. They lose their defensive coordinator. Everybody's spinning around trying to figure out what to do. Uh, here's what here's what Dino needs to do. And I, I said it three weeks ago. You just take these guys out. Take them out pizza. Go watch a movie. They should sit and watch the West Virginia game last year. The joy, the, the, the happiness, the, the leadership, the, the spirit. The, the, I mean, it, the, the defense was the, uh, the biggest part of this, this team. And the defense gives up 58 points. That's, that's unacceptable. So they need to look in the mirror and see who they are. And I hope they see, I hope the coaches see what they want to see in their players. Because their players are not having fun. They're making mistakes. Uh, you can't let a team get 400 yards on you. 
I mean, you're, you're, you're ranked number two in the ACC at the beginning of the season. You had turned this team around. This is the class that turned the program around. Uh, so here, here, here we are with three games left to go, with three games to win. You know, you still can make a bowl, but I think it's, it's not likely because there's too much disarray uh, in the team. And the team has to take himself a walk and look in the mirror and say, hey, who are we? We got three games left. Let's show these people who we are. We had the fans early in the year. We lost them. I, I knew that they had some problems after the Maryland game. I mean, they, 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 they cannot let this many yards uh, uh, on their defense. So, I, you know, I still think that they have a great team, a better team than last year per man. But I think that they're just making too many mistakes. I think they plan not to lose. They're not having any fun. I hope they're not looking at each other saying, it's your fault or your fault. This is not what a team does. This is why I think it's important, guys, that the coaches have to go back and watch the, uh, the West Virginia game. Just take a look. See how we were. See how happy we were. See how confident we were. See how the leadership was. See, you got to enjoy it. This is college football. It's not life or death. You got to enjoy the game, and they're not enjoying the game. So, my recommendation is to take a day off, watch the game, have some pizza, go bowling. Let's come back. Let's go to work. Let's take these these last three games one at a time and just show our fans and our people and people around the world who we are. Yeah, Dino talked about how he felt like his players were were pressing uh, and have been pressing the the last few weeks. And and Floyd, you you alluded to it a moment ago about the the fallout from that lopsided loss on Saturday. The following day, Dino uh, decided to fire Brian Ward. First time in his head coaching career that he's had to fire a member of his staff. Uh, wanted to get your thoughts on doing it in season, opposed to you know letting the next three games play itself out. What's the benefit to making the move after a game like that? Uh, is it is it for this season to try and save this? season or is it or is it more so you know looking ahead to the future no it's not for this season it's just the frustration i mean you you got you, you beat this team last year then you turn around you let them get 58 points on you you let them get you know 400 yards two running backs i mean yeah 200 yards a piece almost it's just what's going on this is a good defensive team how can we not stop this guy who we stopped last year I mean, I mean, missing tackles, letting guys run long words. I can see a five-yard run here, 10-yard run here, 60-yard runs. You know, having defensive backs missing uh, coverages. These guys are so far open. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, a coach has to come to a decision. How the hell do we get to this? How do we get here after nine games where we got people running free down the field that far open? Uh, Steve and you, you and Craig, you and the South could have caught passes in the game. <laughs> I wouldn't go so, that far. <laughs> so that I've gone too far. <laughs> but it's just that I think here's what needs to happen, guys. And I said it three weeks ago, and I don't know if you remember, but play the tape back. They need to take a break, take a look at themselves, watch the film from the the game, uh, the, the the bowl game last year, and see who we are. Each player has to look in the mirror. I say, who am I? Why am I here? What can I do differently? What can I do better? Because we're not the same team we were a year ago. Uh, we were having fun. We're not having fun anymore. What is it going to take to have fun again? That's to win a game. How do we do that? Take the field 
and play every play as if it's our last play we'll ever play. That's how you do it. Every play is the last play you'll ever play as long as you live. If you take that attitude into the game this week, each player, each man, one for all, all for one, like the Musketeers, let's do this together. Let's make it happen. Let's tell our fans that we are who we are and we won't let them down again. I mean, it's an attitude. They've lost their spirit. They've lost their, their focus. They've lost their leadership. They just, you know, I mean, a couple of guys that they lost here last year shouldn't make that big a difference. I think the players better on the team this year than last year. And they won 10 games. They're struggling, and they won three games this year. Three and six for a team that was picked number two in the ACC before the season started. My goodness gracious, you had Pittsburgh beat you, you had North Carolina beat you. I mean, and then Boston College put 58 points on you. Maryland whips you. I mean, you beat, you know, Boston College. I mean, you beat uh, Holy Cross and Central Michigan and whoever else would play. But, geez, you just, you, you, you got to come together as a team. Sit down. Look at each other. Put your hand out and says, I'll do whatever it takes for you. I'll do whatever it takes for you. You are my team. Yeah, it is. We need, uh, to, pull, we need to pull this together. It is. Uh, it is head scratching how they ended up uh, at this point. Yeah, Liberty, uh, Western Michigan, Holy Cross. Uh, the, you know, it's it, those are the three. Um, That's right. It's uh, no no Power Five victories. Uh, in any event, uh, we always appreciate the time, Floyd. Uh, thanks so much for the insight. And again, congratulations on on your induction into the Greater Syracuse Sports Hall of Fame. We we didn't get a chance to to tell you last week, uh, but congratulations. We were all thinking about you, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again next uh, next Tuesday. All right. Talk to you next Tuesday. Thanks, guys. All right. There he is, the Hall of Famer, Floyd Little. We do need to take a timeout. Phone lines open the rest of the way at 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio.